Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. From the start, has been focused on respiratory viruses, which COVID-19 is a respiratory virus, so it's within the scope and the overall goals of the project haven't really changed. We also use existing data and specimens collected as part of routine clinical care, so we haven't really been impacted a whole lot by the, the shutdown of research within the university. There's been a lot of regulatory work to clarify that we are doing specific COVID data and specimens as part of this project. So we're still working through that. Probably be some delays in getting lab work done, particularly for non-COVID work. And then scientifically, contact patterns within the hospital have changed a lot. There's, you know, there's no visitors right now and there's, you know, their healthcare workers aren't going into rooms as much as possible. Um, and other elective procedures have been canceled. So It'll be really interesting to see how that affects the incidence of hospital-associated infections. So um, this project is funded as part of a K01 Career Development Award. And the research part of that is there's really three research questions that we're trying to answer. The first is how often are patients infected with respiratory viruses during their hospitalizations? What viruses most commonly cause these infections and, and what are their outcomes? There's been a lot of work done on influenza in particular in hospital-acquired infections, but there's a lot of other respiratory viruses that, that can cause problems, and, and those haven't been studied a whole lot. So kind of just figuring out how often they occur and, and, and what they actually do. And then second, we are looking at the molecular epidemiology of these viruses, seeing if we can distinguish viruses that are acquired during hospitalization from those that may have been um, acquired from the community by using their genetic sequence, and then looking at how well that genetic information matches up with the, the known epidemiology. And then finally, we've planned to model some how cost-effective different interventions might be to prevent these infections, given what we learned from the first two questions. The overarching goal um, of the project is just to learn more about respiratory infections in the hospital. Um, like I said, influenza, we've known about that for a long time, and RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, is another big one that people are often concerned about, but really more recently, we've, we've identified and, and are testing more for other respiratory viruses, and so their, their impact isn't really well understood. So the goal is really just to learn more about them and, and use that information to inform policies to reduce um, how often these infections occur. I think I got interested in this topic. Um, I also work on studies of um, how well influenza vaccines work in preventing hospitalization from influenza. And in the course of that study, it really hit home with me that one, hospitalized patients are typically the, the people who are most at risk of really severe outcomes of respiratory infections. So they're typically the very young, the very old, and people with chronic health conditions. So it can be, you know, it's it's an important issue to try to prevent them. And two, University of Michigan Hospital is somewhat unique in that they do a lot of testing for um, a whole panel of different respiratory viruses um, among inpatients. And so when I dug into the literature and found that there was still a lot we don't know about that, it, it seemed like a really good opportunity to do 
impactful research that was also pretty feasible based on data we had here. Even in normal times, it's important to you know, stay home as much as possible if you are sick, um, practice good hand hygiene, things like that. Specifically in regards to my research, you definitely wouldn't want to be visiting sick family or friends in the hospital if you have a cold. Um, it might just be a cold for you, but could be a lot worse for them. And we also really need to look at ways we can improve sick leave policies and, and make changes to the culture around coming to work when sick. Because again, like if you if you have a cold, it might be pretty mild for you, but could be really serious for someone else, and you really don't know who you could potentially be spreading that to and what their underlying health condition is. We're not quite at the point yet where we can test everyone um, for COVID-19. So anytime people have respiratory symptoms, there's going to be that suspicion that it could be COVID. And it really is quite a bit worse than a lot of the other respiratory viruses we see. We early on had some of the, you know, the fastest growth in cases and the most cases um, among, you know, almost any state. So we were experiencing exponential growth in cases and particularly the hospitals around Metro Detroit were at capacity over capacity where they were you know, having these field hospitals, didn't have enough staff to, to staff their, their ICUs, that sort of thing. Um, and if that got much worse at all, it was already very bad, but if it got much worse, then you know, they wouldn't be able to treat patients who were sick with other things and they wouldn't even be able to treat everyone who needed to be treated for COVID. Um, so it was, it was really kind of a, a an emergency and they needed to take drastic action, which was essentially the stay-at-home order. We've seen since the stay-at-home order has been in place, there's, you know, we've we've been declining in cases overall in Michigan um, for several weeks now. There's there's some variability by by regions within the state. Um, again, the Southeast Michigan was hardest hit initially um, and, and other areas of the state. Um, got introductions at different times, so they're at different points in the epidemic. But overall, yeah, we've, we've seen that there has been improvements in hospital capacity in the Detroit metro area, um, and cases have been on the decline. So it's, and back to the point of earlier, though, where we said that you know, the hospitals were at capacity, um, something really needed to be done. If, if nothing had been done, there, there certainly would have been more deaths. We had so many cases in Southeast Michigan and other areas as well um, that there's, it, we went up to a fairly high peak um, and it's gonna take a while to come back down. So there's still cases out there, um, a lot of cases out there. Um, and paired that with, there's a, a lot of cases, but as a whole, a relatively small proportion of the population was probably infected. So a lot of people are still susceptible. So we're at, pretty big risk of having a, a second resurgence of, of COVID if, if we're not able to test and contact trace um, and control the epidemic effectively as we reopen. So we wanna be thoughtful and, and slow about how we reopen. Again, the risk is, is that we have a, a second resurgence of, of cases. Um, and if, if that is not controlled, we end up kind of back in the same place where we, we were before, where hospitals are at capacity. And when that happens, it really is the, the frontline workers and the people who are essential workers, especially if they're in close contact with other people who may be infected, they're, they're at pretty high risk of becoming infected themselves. 
during the, and we've seen a lot of healthcare workers infected, EMTs, um, that sort of stuff. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.